What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. First one of the decade, first one of 2020. Man, episode 97 is going to be epic. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe it's 2020. Dude, it, it, I mean, we are just like a week away from the two-year mm-hmm. anniversary. Yeah, not there, man. Two years, I man. Know. it's wild. I, I, every, t- every day I think about... The fact that people have listened to us and let us hang around for two years. Exactly. I mean, people like to get crazy. It's true. It's what it is. It's, it's true, what it man. is. Man, it's freaking to go back and see where we've come from and where we are now. It's completely insane. We basically, I mean, we dabbled in a little bit of entertainment news. Remember when our shows were like 30 minutes long? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> shit was crazy. 30 minutes, bro. Like I mean... seven-minute guest segments or some shit like that. Like, what it the It was fuck? basically, hey, thanks for joining us that sounds great bye i mean it was just like man so crazy man so (laughs) this intro is longer than our first show yeah seriously (laughs) it's so crazy uh but your host for this week and for this episode are myself jaylo fantastic and the one only mouth what's up man we got a whole bunch of industry news to talk about this week golden globe winners snubs there's a few things that carry on from the emmys that continue to dominate i mean amazon prime killing it yeah and dude. everything they have i and, mean and hbo max made a huge you know push at the golden globe so mm-hmm. uh, i mean yeah dude it's great and but speaking of uh, hbo max competitor two uh abc had a huge week disney had yep, a huge week at exactly. tcas all kinds of news coming out of the mouse house so mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about all that hell yeah and a little controversy here or there so right, you I mean, know you yeah. know we can't have not that right exactly so, exactly but before we get this thing started, you know we got to plug our merchandise website. Head over to crazyantmedia.com, hit on the merchandise tab, and start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. We are, as everybody saw, we reinvented Bonk. He's got a sharper new look, little shading. Looks great, looks great. Um, but we are branching out and trying to design new things for new merchandise so be sure to keep checking that out keep refreshing your page for the latest and greatest designs that we have dropping here that's soon. right that's right yeah. it, it refines like good wine yeah, you know exactly. it just gets better with age exactly. and so you know bonk is getting better with age exactly. it's you know hell yeah you can't keep that ant down no yeah. never no. never uh but let's get this thing started off with the golden globes a few snubs um only two people of color got awarded awards yeah yeah and again no female directors yeah um come on guys like what the first of all it's the foreign Mm -hmm. hollywood press foreign that would almost imply you'd have to have people of color exactly and yet no (laughs) like how can you call yourself foreign and say that you represent the world and not represent yeah, no. the world in your nominations or your winners. It makes no sense no, to me. No, Same no, no sense man. to me. Same here. And we should mention before we get started, because and uh, for the first time ever, because we're going to start with television. For the first time ever, no, absolutely none broadcast networks were nominated right. or won. That's not right. even nominated. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's super mm. crazy. Super crazy. First time in ever. Uh, let's get it started <laughs> off with best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy. Uh, the winner was Rami Yossi for Rami. I mean, 
Honestly, I was kind of surprised because, I mean, Paul Rudd with Living With Yourself and Bill Hadar. I mean, I was – and Michael Douglas. I mean, the Kaminsky method, that's getting huge reviews. Exactly, exactly. And Bill Hader. I mean, I just – everything about Barry is awesome. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that one was – but but there's one person of. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's one. Uh So, um, I don't know. Best performance by an actress in a television series, musical, or comedy. The winner was, no surprise here, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. Yeah. Um, you know, again, Rachel Brosnan for um, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Everybody, I think, was kind of pulling for that. At least everybody here was. Yeah. We're big fans of the show. But you can't take anything away from Phoebe. I mean, she's no. amazing. And Fleabag, Fleabag, <laughs> Fleabag, Fleabag, uh, Fleabag is amazing. And so congratulations to her. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of another one that had a big night, we're talking about best performance by an actor in a television series or drama. The winner was Brian Cox for Succession. They had a big night yes they did mm-hmm. yes they did that's it's one of those pushes man by hbo yeah and like uh for anybody who doesn't know this this series is loosely based and i say loosely but i mean really based <laughs> on the murdoch family yeah. it's about a media empire run by an old guy that's being handed down to the sons and they're all kind of it's it's a crazy ass show if you haven't seen it yeah but it's really good and so congratulations to brian cox definitely um I know you were not happy with this one with the winner, but you know, because your girl Jennifer was in it. But best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show uh, was not the winner. No. Olivia Coleman for The Crown was the winner, and she was surprised. Yeah, exactly. She was shocked. Her speech was hilarious. She's like, wait, what? I didn't even expect yeah, to win. so surprised, so, honestly. I mean, everybody who I've talked to just in day-to-day conversations, they're saying they're not liking this third season of The Crown. Yeah, so yeah. It's you, not as entertaining. I mean, and, you I know. Mean, you know. I, it's. I'll be the first one to admit. Like the first two seasons, I started and I couldn't stop. I would. I binge watched back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Basically, you know, over a weekend would knock out an entire season. Yeah. This one, I watched like the first episode. I had to force myself to watch the second episode, and then I, I haven't started the third yeah. yet. I just couldn't get excited about it. Same. I wish I would just jump to four with Diana and know, like right? you know and all that kind of good stuff, but. I just not. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I just I don't like the new cast. You should have just aged up, Claire Foy. Exactly. You got the technology, Netflix. We know you do. <laughs> Team Claire. Exactly. Exactly. Well, now it's best performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture made for television. The winner was Russell Crowe for The Loudest Voice. He was not there. He was in Australia protecting his family for the wildfires, but he did have a message to. To talk about like global warming and yeah. um, climate change and everything like that, like this stuff is happening. Be aware and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little bit too because there was a lot of controversy with uh, the host and and some political statements. We'll get into that after we tell you guys all yeah, the winners or definitely. whatever. But yeah, it was it was interesting to see Jenna or who was it that read it? Like I. It, was it Jennifer? I, I think, think it, so. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston reading his political statement. Yeah. She just seemed very awkward. It was kind of like. like oh. uh... <laughs> Um, best performance by an actress in a limited series or motion picture made for television. The winner was Michelle Williams for Fosse Verdon. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Michelle Williams. Yeah. You know, and, and her political message, I didn't disagree with saying because it had to do with the entertainment industry, yeah. which was she got there by working her ass off and exactly. she earned her shit. And she thinks that people should be like that and get paid equally and everything like that. And then thanked her team for allowing her to do that. So I wasn't against that. Congratulations 
congratulations to her. I think that's great. And I'm hoping that Caitlin Deaver will eventually get one. Right. Because she's phenomenal as well. Agreed. Um, Agreed, man. Uh, best television limited series or a motion picture made for television. Chernobyl, the winner. I mean, they're rocking and rolling too. They had a big night yeah. at the Emmy, Emmys and a big night at the Golden Globes. So. Yeah, man. They're, they're, that's that little show that just keeps chugging. Yeah, seriously. You know, it's been around for a few years now and it, it's just, yeah, it, it seems to be a hit with people. So... That's good. Mm, this next one. Best <laughs> this next one. I immediately had the image of her pop into my head because I we were all like, What yeah. is going on there? Yeah. Woo! Go back and see if you if you don't know what I'm talking about. And uh, whew, maybe they got in the way. That's what happened with Joey King. I don't know. <laughs> Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, limited series, or a motion picture made for television. The winner was Patricia Arquette um, for the act. It was an interesting speech. It was an interesting dress and apparently an interesting after party. Seriously. Let's <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a limited series motion picture or a motion picture made for television. That was Stellan Skarsgård for yeah. Chernobyl. There it is. And there it is again. If you guys didn't know, he doesn't have eyebrows, so they had to get eyebrows put on him for this role <laughs> <laughs> see what you learn here on inside the crazy ant farm exactly. i mean just all kind that is a jeopardy question yeah. waiting to happen exactly that's what i'm just telling you just uh, waiting to happen ah best television series drama the winner was back to succession mm. uh again uh, like jayla said big night for them big night um and well deserved like i said yeah agreed agreed well best television series for a musical or comedy i really wanted miss mazel but fleabag I mean, Amazon Prime, man, they are putting out some really valuable content, it they looks are. like. So, they are. I mean, kudos to them, especially since it's staying all in-house at Amazon. So, I mean, rightfully so, they deserve the win. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, Mrs. Maisel had a good run. Oh, yeah, and, two and, years yeah, in a row. And now like, Fleabag's got shit. two years, so maybe a next new one will come after that. I, yeah. I don't know. But I, I do like what you said, though. I mean, any, any way you look at it, it's a win for Amazon because yeah. it's all in-house. Exactly. They've won for four Four years straight now so uh <laughs> with their two shows so good for them man uh best movie we're switching over to movies now best motion picture musical or comedy and we were all thrilled with this one definitely once upon a time in hollywood yes. was the winner so happy for it that. It was going up against some heavy hitters, man. I get Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Rocket, Rocket Man, man. Dolomite is my name. I mean, seriously, that's some stiff competition. I know. But but I I think Once Upon a Time deserved it though. Yeah. I really do think and, and I think it's very foretelling for the Oscars mm -hmm. that don't split the categories into bullshit music or comedy exactly. kind of thing. It's just best picture. I'd watch out for Quentin. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But other ones to watch out, this next one, best motion picture for a drama. It go went to 1917, yeah. The Sleeper. It's not even out yet. People haven't seen it, mm -hmm. or at least mass audience, and this motherfucker won. I'm guessing a lot of it has to do with the cinematography, it being one continuous shot. And it's yeah. probably... It, from the trailer, it looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I think if this thing gets it, it's going to be more for filmmaking as opposed to the story. Right. Because I'm sorry, guy, and I no disrespect to the writers and and to anybody involved with the creation of this, but it's basically Saving Private Ryan only in World War One. A little bit. I mean, you know, it's his brother. He's got to go save him from this, you know, horrible attack and save lives and all this kind of stuff. Similar storyline, not exactly. Exactly, but but you're right. It's fucking beautiful. I yeah. mean, it's intense and it looks amazing. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. 
Next one's the snub. Mm. Yes. Best motion picture animated. The winner was Missing Link. And you're probably going, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I didn't exactly. Because hey, you probably missed it. <laughs> it was like, I don't think a lot of people even heard of this. The only reason I even knew what it was is because it had Hugh Jackman in it. Yeah. Huge Hugh Jackman fan. But there it is, guys. It took over the win from Frozen 2, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Toy Story 4, Lion King. I thought Disney pretty much had a lock on yeah, this. Yeah, you thought so. And then they didn't. Like, what the so, hell? <laughs> congratulations to the missing link. Yeah, I, I think. Mean- it makes me want to watch it. It's on Hulu, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I was so surprised by that <laughs> one, man. I just, wow. Uh, next one, best motion picture for a foreign language goes to Parasite. Yes. I'm not surprised by this one, honestly. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about this one over social media, so kudos to them. Yes, agreed. And best screenplay motion picture our boy again quentin tarantino once upon a time in hollywood it is killing it i'm telling you man i think he's gonna have a big year at the oscars i'm just saying yeah i think it's gonna happen i hope so man because i mean he deserves it he to does be honest um best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture that goes to brad pitt uh best supporting role i should say uh brad pitt once upon a time in hollywood and i fucking loved his acceptance speech he was just too cool for school yeah. he was like i was gonna bring my mom but you know the press says any woman that stands next to me i'm dating so that's kind of awkward that's right like that's hilarious that's right however some quick-witted people and and lists sharp to the ear did hear him say that Jennifer Anderson was his very close friend. There's been rumors the past few weeks that they've rekindled, so I don't know. But uh, you know what I did like, too? He didn't do any political. He didn't say any. He was just like, hey, you know what? If you have an opportunity to be nice to somebody tomorrow, exactly. do it because we could all use that. And I love his whole thing. He was playing with Leo. He was like, this guy's <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, so many people yeah. came up and won because of him in supporting roles. And, man... There was room on the raft. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was my favorite part. Though. And then Leo, being typical Leo, he shot him a look like it was a door, bro. Yeah. Why, why, why are you calling it a raft? It was a door. <laughs> like you know, you could just see it on his face. He wanted to call him out for it, but you know, I think everybody got the gist. It was great. It was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture, and the winner was Laura Dern mm. for Marriage Story. Um. I was kind of I, I gotta be honest with you, I was kinda of pulling for Margot Roby. I just thought that scene where she's in the office with it, it just it, it was intense. Yeah. But well deserved by Laura Dern also. I mean she gives this like huge long speech in in the middle of this monologue mm-hmm. in the middle of this film. I mean, it was worth it right there to yeah. win the award. So congratulations to her. And Marriage Story, by the way, great film if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, thankful Jennifer Lopez did not win for us. Yeah, no, I think we all agreed. We were happy that she did not. Uh, yeah, so. seriously. But I was surprised, though, because Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman, I mean, I guess they were the the actual main stars of right, the film. Right. But I felt like whoever wasn't the main star was going to get supporting roles. So I was kind of surprised because I liken Margot Robbie's character a little bit like John Bernthal's character in Ford vs. Ferrari. Right. Like kind of in the background but still an integral part. Right. So I'm a little surprised she got a supporting role nomination. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I would agree with that. I, I just – I don't know. Maybe because they felt like it was – her character that finally exposed it, yeah. like convinced you know Megan Kelly to go forward, yeah. or I, I don't know. But um, it was intense though. If yeah. you haven't seen the movie, that scene 
where yeah. he's just it like, is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> John Lithgow. We uh, do what? Yeah, I said I was uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I was too. John Lithgow was convincingly yeah. just disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it was a little too scary. But um, <laughs> best actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy, the winner, Taron Egerton for Rocket Man. He was surprised. He was surprised, but I got to tell you, I, I saw – believe it or not, J-Lo hasn't seen this one I have yet. Not. But it was brilliant. Does all his own singing. Yeah. And this – how this film I, – I can say this now because I think enough people have seen it though. Just the way he transitions back and forth between song and, and talk mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. I mean so I, well-deserved. And I think what was more entertaining is how happy Elton John was for him. Yeah. I mean he just seemed like a, a proud dad. Yeah. You know, it was very, it was very cool. Definitely, definitely. Best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy goes to Aquafina. There's your who, second. Yeah, there's your second. <laughs> who also didn't believe that she was going to win. And I, well, was there three? I guess because the Parasite guy, Parasite. Was yeah, that's true. One. Okay, so three. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, Aquafina was very happy about it. So congratulations to her. And she, you know what? She is really diverse. She is. She is showing herself because this was more dramatic yeah. than you know. She's really starting to show herself as a skilled, diverse actress. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so well deserved. I think. Agreed. Uh, let's see, best. Actor, here we go. The biggies. Best actor in a motion picture or drama. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah. Did this one surprise anybody? No, I don't think not, so. Not really. I mean, it, well, I mean, heavy hitters: Christian Bale, Antonio Banderas, you know, Jonathan Price. But I think this is the right one, and I think this is how it's going to play out at the Oscars too. I don't think they're going to give it to Joker, but they're going to give it to Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I think it was a good choice. Like I said, I think I think it's going to be a run for the money between Adam Driver and Joaquin Phoenix because that fucking accidentally cutting his wrist scene was oof. That was it intense. was intense. Yeah, it was intense. But yeah. Then at the, on the other hand, Joaquin like completely transformed. Like we all knew he was a little bit of an odd fellow, but when he got up there to do his acceptance speech, you were like, oh. it was like you were watching Arthur Fleck. I know. I mean, not Joaquin. It's like, is he about to pull out a gun and shoot Bob? Is he going to shoot De Niro right De Niro's there? Right there. Like, <laughs> De Niro. And De Niro shot him a look like, I still hate you, yeah, asshole. I so, I mean, I was just waiting. I was nervous. I was nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so freaking funny. Uh, best actress in a motion picture. This went to Renee Zellweger, who, man, got the music played over for a hot minute. Yes. Uh, yes. Because she... well, talk about another weird one. Yeah. She was just rambling, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for having me back. I, I mean, because she took a little break because she went crazy yeah exactly. and i mean she had to refine some ground or something it was just weird man. yeah i mean trying to recapitalize on the success and then trying to revamp your career i don't know maybe and also i mean same thing with joaquin phoenix i mean playing a character that was kind of a little on edge and kind of yeah. a little crazy might mess with you i mean we saw what it did with uh jim carrey and that i forget that comedian's name um the dude that was on tax. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I mean, characters can really mess you up. It, it can. And, you know, it's because she did. She she took a break because she kind of had a mental breakdown and was trying to refocus. And then you come out of that by playing, like you said, a character that's crazy. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that had to be a little little disturbing. I will say, though, I mean, this was another tough category. Um, but 
well-deserved. If you haven't seen Judy, she absolutely nails it. Again, yeah. much like Taryn, does all of her own singing, does the back and forth. It's intense. It's really intense. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But congratulations, Renee. Let's hope you're not crazy next year. Right, exactly. Um, best Director. Yeah. Motion Picture. And this one went to Sam Mendes, 1917. So, yeah, so, it's going to be a rate. I have no idea who Best Director is going to be. I think maybe, maybe they might just give it to uh, Scorsese just because. You think? Just because. I don't, Just because of his every time they flash to the table? Yeah. I got to tell you, that was the most uncomfortable part of watching the entire Golden Globes yeah. because they kept going to the Irishman's table and Bob De, Mer- De Niro and Martin Scorsese were just pissed the yeah. whole night. They, lo- they looked like, we're not winning shit and we fucking hate you all. They didn't win and one I, single thing. No, not a single thing. And then Black Widow and Captain America were up there handing out an award and I so wanted them to just turn to Marty and flip him off say fuck you bro marvel you know i mean because they of course when they're up there they cut to marty yeah exactly. and i'm like you know the whole marvel guy i just it was so right the time to do it and they didn't do it but anyway <laughs> you might be right though maybe the oscars feel bad for him and give it to him i don't, I don't know you never know man you never know uh best original song for a motion picture this goes to love i'm gonna love me again rocket man yeah and this is the first award that Elton John and his co-writer right won Bernie together. Topin, yeah. yeah like that's crazy to me yeah because as they called it up on stage when they were a marriage yeah I mean they've been together for you know 50 years yeah. and pumped out just so many massive hits and the idea that they hadn't won something together is mm-hmm. insane to me yeah but kudos to them I thought you know and again on the flip side of what I said earlier to see how happy Taryn was for them mm-hmm. was really amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you can tell they've all just kind of become this really close yeah. kind of a group of, of people. So that's good. Agreed. I'm so happy you got this next one because I cannot pronounce that. <laughs> well, wait, wait, where are we at? Best original score. Okay. Best original score. Oh, oof, yeah. Let's go with Hilder. Guanada, I'm just gonna butcher it. Hilder Guanadortier. Let's say, sure. I apologize. I apologize. Um, Hilder. I'm just gonna say Hilder, Hilder for Joker. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was really happy with this one. I know you were too. Yeah. Um, the movie was intense and it was pushed along by the the brilliant score. Agreed. Like from everything when he he's losing his insanity in front of the mirror to dancing down the stairs to when he pulls out the gun on De Niro to the all just the music drove this thing beautifully. This, I think this is well deserved and I do think it's going to win the Oscar for it as well. Yeah. I mean, oof, super crazy man, super crazy. Well, speaking of Oscars. Well, wait, you want to talk a, a little bit about um what's his face host there? Yeah, let's um, talk about what's his face. Yeah, Fucking, uh, Ricky Jervis. There. Yeah, he was just being a dick. He was totally, <sighs> and, and 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 it was split. I think Ricky Jervis is the epitome of what the country is right now. Yeah. Because if you looked at the feed during the show and after the show, there were people who just lauded it as the best thing ever. It's just jokes and he's right to be calling out all these Hollywood snobs and he's the greatest comedian ever and blah blah. And then the other side of it is what a fucking prick. He's a dick. What a douchebag. He should never do this again. So I mean there, there you either loved it 
or hated it. It just seemed like he didn't care. He didn't want to be there. No. But it, that's what I interpreted it as. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, a lot of my Twitter feed also did as well. So, I mean, I just don't understand. And, like, calling out Kevin Hart last year for the Oscars, I felt like that was unnecessary, especially after watching his documentary, Don't Fuck This Up, and how much turmoil and stress that caused him. Right. Like, I'm right. just like, why are we bringing this up right now? I just feel like this guy showed up for the paycheck. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, like, really. and He was barely there. I yeah, mean, yeah. maybe five times, six times. Like, yeah. he announced something. Like, And there's a fine line between a joke and an insult. Yeah, exactly. And, like, like the, the, to me, 90%, maybe more, were not funny. They were just disgusting and exactly. mean. Like, you know. Exactly. Uh, and just, he was talking about people's political um, acceptance speeches, but his introduction speech took longer than most of the speeches and was political exactly when you're calling out people for their political stance that's a political statement you're you're, you're making your own political exactly. agenda known so you're calling out people for doing what you did in exactly. the intro just you know I, I don't know i hope they don't bring him back although you remember when the president came out of the foreign hollywood mm-hmm. press and he said i hope when you say you don't want to come back you'll put that in writing somewhere right. i don't think they want him back yeah. so uh, yeah because that was pretty bad <laughs> it was. It was. It was pretty bad. Yeah, but I mean, going back to the Oscars, Disney slash ABC, they just opted out of having a traditional host for the Oscars for the second straight year. I mean, by no surprise, because last year they did pretty well with the ratings. Yeah, it so. definitely sped the process up. Yeah, I think that's always the complaint about most people is that these things drag on for so long. Yeah, and without a host, it did move a little bit faster. Um. However, it's interesting because they announced that for the Oscars. And then on the flip side, they say they are considering employing a host for the primetime Emmys, which is switching from Fox to ABC this year. Yeah, uh, They're both Disney, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. But um, they were down uh, to the lowest ratings ever for an Emmy broadcast. Mm. And so Disney is working hard to target a double-digit increase. Yeah. And they think that maybe going with a host – might be able to help that. So yeah. it's interesting that they they saw ratings rise without a host with the Oscars, but think it's going to be different, you know, with a host for yeah. the Emmys. I, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, seriously. I mean, just trying to figure it all out. I feel like the TV game is kind of difficult sometimes, like trying to get the primetime spot and trying to get the right night of the week. Like, it's difficult, especially with other shows you got to compete with. I mean, you got Grey's Anatomy coming back. You got Connors coming back. You got... Uh, this is us coming back on NBC. Yeah, like so yeah. much other stuff. It, it, it's it's always hit or miss. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you're never going to get another Billy Crystal. You're never no. going to get another Bob Hope. If yeah. you, you know, it, it's tough to you know, it's not an easy gig, which is why a lot of people pass on it. Yeah. So I don't know. Speaking of though, yeah, it, and here we go. It, it, I guess this was bound to happen, but we're going to start mixing politics with entertainment. Yeah. Shocker. And I'm not talking about on an award stage. The Connors is going to do it in their show. And here's the crazy part. They're going to do it live. Mm. From what we understand, ABC announced that the Connors is set to broadcast a live episode of the show on February 11th, the night of the New Hampshire primaries. And they're going to incorporate actual real time live coverage of ABC News' coverage of the primary. So that's going to be really weird. I wonder if this is going to be basically improv. And this has, like, literal 
Roseanne Barr written all over oh, it, I feel I, like. So, I mean, I wonder if she's, like, pulling the strings a little bit in the back. I mean, I mean, maybe so, because this is really... And I think you're dead on with the with the ad-libbing, because it's, according to the description anyway, it's going to be about Mark watching the results of the primary for a school report, mm-hmm. and he's apathetic to the electoral process, but believes money influences politics is real change. And then, of course, you know, the Connors are going to weigh in on their why the working man's vote is important and everything. Everybody needs to vote. But if he's watching this live as a report, then that's going to be actual results because apparently what he's going to be watching is the actual ABC live coverage of it. So, yeah, I mean, I would guess he's going to have to ad lib because you don't know what the results are going to be. Exactly. It's so interesting, man. I mean, especially for someone who might not be that much into improv and that much into ad-libbing so i mean we'll see how it goes i mean i don't know his background with it but i mean it's always intriguing to see when these shows do an actual live episode like they cannot mess up i mean we saw the jamie fox thing last year for that but i mean yeah let's see what happens i'm excited honestly but the revamp of the connors and roseanne quote-unquote um has been very political since it has. It has been. I mean, what, what the highest rated one is when Jackie was wearing the vagina hat, yeah, right? And like, exactly. so I mean, yeah, it has. They haven't shied away from it. Put it that way. No. Um, this next one I thought was really interesting. Um, ABC says they're going to ramp up its efforts to move its development process off cycle and has rebranded it a second cycle. They're talking about pilot season. Mm. Um. It says they're currently budgeted for 16 comedy and drama pilots, but that this total would include pilot orders picked up outside of the traditional pilot season from January to March. And the reason being is, remember um, Dungey, who was the uh, ABC president, she left, Mm -hmm. and Carrie Burke came in, um, and she came in late. So they were just, she admits to, they were just literally picking pilots and filling slots because they were late to the game and they were just trying to fill their schedule. Well, you guys know pretty much ABC last year did not have a lot of hits. A lot of shit was canceled pretty quick and they just didn't go over well. So that's what she's trying to avoid here. She said, we were um, late last year to the game and I don't want to make pilots to just fill slots. We're calling it a second cycle so that shows need time. We're going to take a couple of uh, and take time and do a second cycle to make sure we get them right. That's interesting. Well, that's good. I mean, especially if you felt like you're behind the pack, you want to make sure like you got your good stuff. I mean, they got their veteran shows like Grey's Anatomy, but I mean, for this new stuff, you need new content to put out there so you feel like you're competing a little bit. And it just seems like last year they didn't feel like they were competing at all. Right. And so I wonder though, second cycle, I wonder if that's, you know, just code for will we see a lot of mid season, right. you know, replacement? Mm-hmm. You know how they always say if a, a show gets canceled and then they bring in one that they were going to pick up but didn't pick up, but then they pick it up mid season. Yeah. So I'm just seeing if you're going to see a lot of these pilots that she wants to give more time yeah. to pop up in mid-season yeah, so exactly. it'll be interesting definitely and speaking of i'm gonna let you take this one because yes. you just talked about it oh and you... my goodness i love it i love it uh gray's anatomy made history last spring we all know this with its two-year renewal for season 16 and 17 the series star ellen pompeo signed on for both season and the abc entertainment president carrie burke said gray's anatomy will live as long as ellen is interested playing meredith gray it looks like they got the supernatural deal exactly (laughs) exactly however then she she made it quick to point out though however 
the network hasn't started talking to Ellen Pompeo about coming back for any more seasons. Yeah. Um, and I know you would be devastated, but remember, it was pretty much, you know, the supernatural thing. You know, oh, they will do it as long as the boys want to keep doing it. And then the boys didn't want to do it, and I everybody think that's was going to happen. Because I mean, fifteen, I mean, seventeen years after all this. Yeah, so, yeah. I this mean, is what this coming one that they're in right now is the sixteenth. Yeah. So one more guaranteed. But I think you're right. I mean, how long can you exactly? You know, because I mean, I mean, then you're borderline nighttime soap opera. Because I mean, it's already borderline soap opera. E. But, I mean, this type of a drama, like, I just, I think she's going to want to try to do new things or just go out and enjoy her life because, I mean, she's raking in the dough now. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the highest paid stars on television after she signed that exclusive new deal. Exactly. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this next one, you want to take it? Because uh-huh. uh, yeah, 30-something is going to be, I know you don't know anything, so I'll talk about 30-something. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll just blow by this one real quick. ABC hasn't made a final decision. Get ready, people. Be shocked. On Dancing with the Stars. Oh no! Oh no! no. What? I but feel it like did it's see, a decline. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say it, it saw an upsurge in the ratings this past season, which is why they're thinking about bringing it back for a 29th season. I was like, what? Because I, I didn't hear anybody talk about it last year. I didn't either. Le- well, Sean Spicer. Yeah, with that the controversy it. of Sean Spicer, so maybe that's why it saw an uptick, but. I don't I'm feel, just gonna I put feel this, like nobody cares about that. No, show anymore. I'm just gonna put. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't think anybody cares whether it gets renewed or not. Agreed. Tom Bergeron will find something else. Yeah, he's a great seriously. guy. He's hilarious. He's funny. Exactly. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Exactly. Um, this next one I'm extremely excited about. Yeah. The 1987 drama series, and if you're as old as I am, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Thirty something is returning. To, uh, put it this way: I wasn't even thirty something. When 30-something was out. (laughs) So I'm not as old as these people, but, you know. Anyway, it's returning to ABC for a sequel. Uh, It's been – it's received a pilot order. This is what I'm really excited about and concerned about, though. Four members of the original cast are set to return. The list includes Mel Harris, who played Hope, Timothy Busfield, who played Elliot, and Patty Wedig, who, by the way, they're married, played Nancy. And the big one, Ken Olin. Mm. Ken Olin, who played Michael, who is Mel Harris's husband, mm-hmm. but Ken Olin is extremely busy right now as the executive producer and director, and damn near directs every episode of This Is Us. Yeah, exactly. So he's coming back to be in front of the camera on Thirty Something. So now I don't know if they're going to film this thing during the hiatus of This Is Us. Is it going to limit his schedule on This Is Us, or how that's all going to play out? So, um, well, I'm just saying. I hope that it doesn't affect the show that much. But I will say that this uh, this latest season is probably the less dramatic that it's ever been. Yeah. So maybe he's been kind of busy this season so maybe that's why i don't know i don't don't know know either but but i i can tell you this the show was brilliant um it was a huge hit it was um uh, you know just a look at 30 something yuppies Mm. and professional lives and and it was brilliant dealt with all kinds of heavy drama much like this is us you know the relationships and 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 drug abuse and unwanted pregnancies and divorce and just all kinds of heavy stuff and the premise of apparently is they're going to bring back these four main characters Mm -hmm. and then the new people on the show are going to be their kids Mm. and like grown-up versions of the kids and where they're at now in life and all this kind of stuff um so it's going to be really, really interesting to see how it plays out, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. I love the show originally, and 
you know, what, what do we always talk about though when they do these reboots? Yeah. And they shouldn't reboot it. They should revive it and it should be older versions yeah, exactly. so we can see where they are now, they right? Are now. So at least they're getting it right. Exactly, exactly. This next one is going to be pretty interesting to see if it ever works out. Uh, ABC is eyeing talks with Master of him, master of Ceremonies himself, Kevin Feige, about bringing a superhero series to the broadcast network, but they have not discussed it yet of which particular characters would be suitable suitful for the broadcast show right so i mean as we know everything that he's been focusing on as far as marvel television goes has been disney plus yeah so you know abc is going to lose agents of shield after this upcoming season and that'll be it there won't be any marvel shows on abc so um, i'm throwing i'm throwing just a crazy twist out there crazy twist ready green goblin series Uh, oh yeah a villain series and then just bring in superheroes yeah, I mean, I would be completely fine with that, but do you think that would float on ABC, though? I mean, if they're doing a PG-13 version. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And hence, the particular characters haven't been discussed yet. Yeah, we don't exactly. know. I mean, I I don't know. I know. I, I just know. like the idea of doing coming from the villain side. I mean, after seeing Joker's, Joker, yeah. I mean, I love the idea of kind of getting to know the villain even more. I mean, Thanos didn't have his own movie, but people were sympathizing with thanos about some things absolutely i mean absolutely if you give them their own show and or their own movie like you'll get a more grasp of why they're doing what they want to do well and i think two also very successful examples of that would be um the punisher and venom Mm-hmm. anti-heroes yeah. not necessarily villains but definitely not good guys yeah, exactly you know and they proved both successful that people like that exactly. you know kind of seeing thing. speaking of it looks like as you said master of ceremony and ultimate genius kevin feige has somehow ne- negotiated the successful return of all of the netflix marvel characters to marvel epic and solo hulk yeah so um which it appears they might be moving forward with Mark Ruffalo on a, another solo Hulk movie. So he's just – this guy is not to be played with. Yeah, seriously. He's like, hey, fuck you, Netflix. I want them back because we want Punisher and Daredevil. Exactly. Um, you know, so I don't know. We're going to have to keep an eye on that one. It's going to be really interesting. This next one, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about it. But if you had heard about it and you were excited, I'm going to burst your bubble. Apparently, Fox Entertainment boss Michael Thorne said that the OC revival oh. is not going to happen. <laughs> Despite his deep passion for it to make a comeback, and the reason behind it, he said, was unfortunately no one isn't uh, available. Makes sense. I mean, I get that because Everybody's they're all busy. kind of busy. They're, they all went on to be huge stars. Peter Gallagher uh, was just on Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Playlist. Um, they all went on to be big stars and doing things, and they're all busy. So, well, uh, Misha Barton, I mean, yeah, she, you know. she had that breakdown, and we just haven't seen her. But the rest of them are fine and have done great. So, uh, apparently. Apparently, he said also that he asks every summer. He, like, really? reaches out to yeah. these. He's obsessed with it, apparently, but uh, I guess it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's so so funny. And, you know, Autumn Racer's probably like, I'm in Ontario doing some Hallmark movies. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and, and getting ready. she does all the live stage stuff. You know, got the Thrilling Adventure Hour thing coming up. And, like, and, and uh, the guy from... Um, uh, what's his face from uh, Gilmore Girls, Dave? There, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's got his own new show coming out, exactly. and like yeah, They're and busy. Of course, Ben McKenzie had yeah. Gotham. 
him the whole run. Yeah, and he's exactly. not going back to OC. No, Come on, man. He's good. Come on. <laughs> he's like, no, I got bigger and better things. Speaking of somebody that is coming, though. Yeah, coming back Are to you the excited about this thought. one? I'm super excited, I, especially to see what he's going to play. Uh, yeah, I'm we don't hoping, know yet. I'm hoping, though. Christian Bale, guys, the Dark Knight himself, the, the most successful DC character, and in the film side of it, Christian Bale, Dark Knight. He's going to Marvel. Yeah, what? guys. What? The Dark Knight trilogy? No. But yes. And he's going to Thor, Love and Thunder. That's right. Taiki Waidi is going to direct that one. And he's apparently reached out. And he's going. Um, Chris Hemsworth, you guys know. Natalie Portman. They're all coming back. Natalie Portman's going to be the new Thor. We don't know what the role of Chris Hemsworth is going to be yet. You know, whether he'll be Thor or just fat thor or we don't know we don't know where that's gonna go um so here we go rumor has it rumor we don't know but we do know he was introduced they mentioned him in in endgame yeah and what in another thor movie so it rumor beta ray bill Mm, that'd be pretty cool i mean (laughs) beta ray bill would be badass i don't know if that would be a combination of live action and cgi CGI, or how they would do it but i could totally see christian bale as beta ray bill yeah exactly i mean if you got bradley cooper playing a freaking raccoon you can get christian bale being a cgi looking motherfucker yeah exactly look beta ray bill as odd looking as he is has always been an immensely popular character in the thor mythology and in the comic books and i think he's going to translate well people were excited when he was just hinted at in the movie so and christian bale's phenomenal i mean ford versus ferrari dark knight anything he's ever done you know he's gonna bring it for beta ray bill i'm just is it really confirmed yet or they're just still in talks right now uh apparently it's in talks but looking good yeah i mean he's coming on board Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah, just let's we'll keep an eye on that for sure. We'll announce the official confirmation when it happens, but it looks like it's going to happen. That's awesome. And um, we'll we'll when we know who he's playing, you'll know who he's playing. Mm, put definitely. it that way. Oh, keeping with um, going back to Fox Entertainment. Mm. Yeah, time to talk about some controversy. Yeah, have you guys seen? You guys have seen. It's been rumored. Um, that Jesse Smollett was going to come back for the final episode, the big grand finale of Empire. Um, people weren't disputing it. It was kind of out there. Some people were, yay. Some people were like, fuck no. Fox Entertainment president Michael Thorne stated that Jesse Smollett will never return to Empire because of the scandal of his alleged hate crime hoax. It would overshadow the show, the rest of the cast, and and, and the finale. Um so there you go. The definitive answer is no. He will not be coming back for the finale in any way, shape, or form. They wrote him out of the show. They wrote the storyline. They finished off his storyline, and he's not coming back. Bitch. In real life, <laughs> Jussie's having a bit more trouble. Yeah, a little bit. Google has been ordered to turn over a year's worth of Jussie Smollett's emails, private messages, photographs, and location data to the prosecutor investigating the dismissal of his criminal charges for that fake hoax. Mm. Alleged fake hoax. Right. Now, remember, guys, that they were they, they brought a grand jury. They had all this evidence. They had the brothers admit that they he paid them to do it. They had all this kind of stuff. And the prosecutors just... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, dropped all the charges and said they would never prosecute him again. 
What? Right? Like what? I'm well, confused. that's being investigated now. A special prosecutor has been brought in. They're investigating the district attorney's office as to why it was on. So this could be huge, guys, because if any of this informa- personal information of Jussie proves that he did do it, this special prosecutor could turn onto the district attorney's office and say, you did not do due diligence in investigating this crime, mm. and we're going to recharge him. Along with your office, and, and I mean this, this, and 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 remember, this isn't all of it. Jussie, in his own dumbass self, is actually sued the city for the the legal costs, yeah. and he's looking for a hundred and twice the amount of the hundred and thirty thousand dollars that the police say they had to spend on the investigation. Yeah. So he's asking for a quarter of a million dollars. Mm. Just stop, bro. Exactly. Stop. I think he's. I think he, they're going to recharge him. That, yeah. that's, I'm going to go out there and say I think they're going to recharge him. That'd be crazy. But so. hopefully they don't do such a media catastrophe like they did the first time because everybody was hooked in on this case. And then they all felt like they were betrayed, honestly. Yeah. At least that's how we felt because remember, we were at his side. We were like, what the fuck? Super fucked up, super racist, super crazy. And then when all this stuff came out, we were like – Hold on. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh, and just, then, you mm. you know, as mad as you want to be at him, I feel for him. Like, where do you get to that point that you feel like you got to do that? Like, what has happened to you that you feel like this is going to be a smart move? You need to do this. I, I just – I don't know. I feel for him and I'm mad at him. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Okay. Back to re- uh, fiction with uh, Empire. Michael Thorne also stated that there have been talks over the past few months – and this one I'm kind of excited about actually – Increasing chatter about a potential sequel from Empire headlined by Taraji P. Henson. That'd be awesome. uh, Focusing on Cookie. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, according to him, Lee Daniels and Danny Strong have signed off on it. They're they're excited about it. Although nothing official has – there's been no official pitch, no official talks, no official anything. But apparently it's out there and in discussion and it would would appear – Fox would like it, and the creators would like it, so I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on that and see. Yeah, I mean, she's a extremely popular character, and plus, like, she deserves work. She's a great actress. She like, is phenomenal, yeah. i just huge fan of Taraji, and, and I mean, Cookie. Could you have Empire without Cookie? I, know, right? I don't like, think you could, and, yeah. like, from day one, she's been the focal character. Not, not to take away from the rest of the cast, because they were all brilliant, but Cookie... I feel is is Empire. Yeah. So I mean, this this is a smart move by them. I think. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and another smart move by Warner Media. The CW has given early renewal to its slate of scripted series, which I mean, they're killing it recently. They are. I mean, with their dramatic stuff. Um, Network has handed pickups for the 2020 or in 2021 season two all 13 of its current scripted shows that are not ending this season including both of the fall freshman batwoman and nancy drew additional series uh our additional riverdale spinoff series caddy keen which is set to premiere february 6th has received an additional 13 episode script. Yeah, so not officially renewed yet, but that makes sense because it hasn't even aired yet. Yeah. But they did give it a back order of 13 more episodes, which means looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, if they renewed Riverdale, I can't possibly see why they would not give a renewal to its spinoff, Katie Keene. Yeah. You know, because Sabrina got uh, – so I just think – it's it's a given, but the most important thing that I'm happy about is included in those is the entire Arrowverse. Yeah, you know, all of that. Obviously not Arrow because it's going off, yeah. but by choice, 
Because we should say if Stephen Amell had not wanted to end it, it would be coming back. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be replaced by an Arrow spinoff. Yeah. So there you go. But the entire Arrowverse. So if you were worried, don't. Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, all of them. They're all coming back, guys. Batwoman, all of them. So. And I mean, speaking of, uh, we didn't put this in here, but did you see that in the Flash movie, they're going to put Flashpoint in it? Yeah, which is going to be interesting because, you know, it is one of the things that on the Flash TV side, they have not really addressed. Yeah. Flashpoint, yeah. where he resets everything mm-hmm. differently. They touched on it. They kind of had a storyline, but it was, while similar, yeah. It wasn't the dramatic flashpoint yeah. changes everything kind of a thing. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I think that as long as it includes Jeffrey Dean Morgan, <laughs> yeah. you know, as as Batman's, you know, and I'll be happy. And Lauren Cohen as the mom who turns into Joker. As long as that's in there, yeah. I will be thrilled. Yeah. Um, That'd be crazy. I, I've said it before, though. I've said it time and time again. I just think the TV side has it down pat, yeah. and and you shouldn't fuck with it. Yeah. But uh, good luck, Ezra Miller. Good luck, good luck, Warner Brothers. Yeah. I hope Flashpoint is successful, but you never know. Exactly, exactly. Well, switching over to Sony, uh, they have pushed back Kevin Hart's movie Fatherhood by eight months to January eighth of twenty twenty one. The move was strategic by the studio and not tied to his injuries that he sustained during during his uh, late summer car accident. The decision to switch Fatherhood to an early January stems from Hart's The Upside doing well after it opened so well on uh, MLK Day frame last year. Yeah, so they're thinking, let's try to capitalize on that date again. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. I mean, you know, and plus, I feel like you don't want to put Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. You know, I think... It's far more successful when you spread people out. Agreed. Because you don't want to over-inundate the, the movie audience with Kevin Hart. Yeah, exactly. You know, so – and he just had the huge Jumanji, you know, exactly. so you don't want to throw another one out right after that. No. So I think this is a smart move. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Apple, this one I feel like is due to her Golden Globe win. Um, <laughs> Patricia Arquette is set to lead a role alongside Adam Scott in Severance. Uh, Apple's upcoming workplace thriller, drama, directed and executive produced by Ben Stiller. He is really on the backside of the camera now. He is like nowhere to be seen yeah, in front of it. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, when you when you initially hear, you know, you 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 think Adam Scott, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Not two names that you normally no, associate with suspense thriller yeah, drama. Exactly. I'm like, wait, what? You mean comedy, right? But no, drama. So this is going to be really interesting. I, I, and I mean, just, you know, yeah, and I'm sure Patricia Arquette will bring her Golden Globes. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> don't hit nobody in the head with them. Like. No, don't, don't do that. Bang, bang. I mean, just like. Um... Oh, yeah. They were scary. Yeah, man. I mean, did you see what's her face is not on her head? I know. Like, I felt I so know. bad for her. I mean, it was it was it was bad. Yeah, seriously. <sighs> this next one, I just Netflix, okay. I know. Okay, right? Netflix. They keep throwing stuff at the yeah. wall to see if it sticks. They're expanding into its unscripted slate of reality shows with a ten episode order to Love is Blind. Oh. Here's the kicker though. It's being hosted by Everybody's favorite couple, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Mm. Now, I remember Nick's Newlyweds show with Jennifer Simpson there, or uh, and uh, I, it was interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, they were talking about anal sex and tuna fish and, oh, like, goodness. all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> I don't know what Nick and Vanessa are going to talk about. I guess the premise of the show is they're trying to prove, does love, is it affected by looks and age? Yeah. Like, you know, so love at first sight or love is blind. They're trying to show, can people fall in love without actually worrying about how someone looks or what their age is or an age difference yeah. or something? I think you're right. I think it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping it sticks. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, we were also talking crap about flirty dancing, and we love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I, I can't. It has got to be the oddest thing, yet you can, it's like a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. The, the idea good. that these people just walk up, start dancing, and they can't say a word to each other, and then they walk away, and then somebody gets stood up. Exactly. Like, wh- how can you not I, watch I that? Like, what? It is pretty good. Check it out, guys. I oh, mean. my gosh. And before we do this last one, I just want to tell you, because I had the opportunity last night, but, you, dude, you need to check it out. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Wow. One, it's Lauren Graham. Yeah. So Lauren Graham's return to television, you have to watch. Yeah. I was just, like, mesmerized by this. <laughs> First of all, I want to know what the budget on this show is. I guess because it, it's in coordination with Universal Music Group, mm-hmm. so maybe that's kind of how they're doing it. But it's it's not snippets of songs. Yeah, it's all out, full out songs and big ones, Beatles songs and like all kinds of stuff. But this idea that this woman is going through life and she can basically read people's thoughts. Yeah, but by music because they they go into these huge dramatic song and dance routines of the moods that they're in and they use songs to express their moods. It has got to be the most interesting original thing I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And Jane Levy and Lauren Graham and the entire cast—it was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was—I could—it was hilarious and dramatic. And I was like, "What is going on?" But it was—it was, dude. I'm telling you, you will love it. And we haven't even seen the best yet because we didn't even see Lauren Graham get into a song and dance routine. But apparently, it's coming. Oh shit! So I, yeah, dude. That's it. Yeah, make sure you watch that one. I just wanted to throw that out there because I just—we were talking about original and unique, and yeah, that show was crazy. Definitely, it was crazy. Definitely. Well, uh, speaking about original. St- Stuff, the underdog of the streaming services, Quibi. <laughs> Specifically for your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they have an upcoming digital sh- uh, show coming from the Rick and Morty co-creator, Justin Rowland. Uh, apparently, it's a stop-mation uh, series, and I heard it was claymation, so that's going to yeah, be really yeah. interesting. Yeah, you remember the California Angels? I mean, the California Angels. Yeah, that's the baseball team. The California Raisins commercials yeah. back in the day? Yeah. It's that. It, yeah. It's going to be stop motion, you know, clay animation. It's going to be badass. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I mean, you got Seth Green a part of it, too, who's hugely involved with, like, robot chickens. Right, so if you're in, right. If you like robot chicken, you'll like this, executive. Uh, or this so it's gonna be interesting man but i'm gonna have to download quibi just to see all these shows oh absolutely I mean, dude i mean i'm i'm gotta get it on my phone as soon as it's possible i mean exactly. you know one thing though i see that they're they they seem to be trending heavily towards is animation yeah which makes sense because jeffrey katzenberg is, is running this thing mm-hmm. and you know former head of animation at disney makes so sense. i mean it makes sense but um yeah it's gonna be really interesting hell dude. yeah hell yeah well, now it is time for our top five segment. That was a nice this segue. Week, thank you, thank you. Um, this week is top five streaming services. Go figure. <laughs> I know, right? Like shit. Uh, well, my number five because it's honestly right now the lowest on my list. Uh, Netflix. 
they're the only show that I like watching on Netflix right now is The Witcher. Yeah. Like there's yeah. really nothing else on there that I'll like because they fucking took off friends. Yeah. So fuck you. Um number four, I got DC Universe. I'm in love with this Harley Quinn series. Like fucking yes. badass, man. It, so I mean, good. Doom Patrol, Titans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because I'm old, so all the old school shows, exactly. Human Target and, and Lois and Clark and just like, yeah, dude, if you don't have this service, you should get, it's eight bucks, guys, yeah. and it's fucking, not only all the shows and movies, all the, the entire DC Comics comic book library exactly. is on there. You can literally click on issues and read every issue that's ever been published by DC Comics. It's Hell amazing. Yeah. So it's good. amazing. So good. Uh, number three, I got Amazon Prime because I'm on there quite oftenly watching Marvelous Miss Maisel. You mm-hmm, know, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to check out Fleabag as well because, I mean, they just keep racking it in. Um, number two, I got Disney Plus because... Disney Plus is amazing, honestly. I want to watch this new, uh, the Togo one with William Dafoe, their first original, well, not their first original, but like one of their first original movies. So, yeah, and number one, I got Hulu because I'm obsessed with Hulu right now. There's so many different things. You got the Goldbergs, you got, I'm watching this new anime show, My uh, Hero Academia. You got Dr. Pimple Popper, which no one else likes watching with me, but it's fine. Um, but no, yeah. I get I, yeah. I just can't do it. I can't do it. But yes, Hulu is my shit right now. All right, my list. Amazon Prime. And I like Amazon Prime. I love Marvelous Miss Maisel. There's some good stuff on there. But I'm still brooding at Amazon for getting rid of The Last Tycoon, so yeah. I just can't. I can't. Yeah. Can't put them on my list. <coughs> See, I'm choked up about it. Yeah. Uh, at the top, anyway. Uh, number four for me is Hulu. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy Hulu because I like watching new shows the next day without commercials. Uh, Hulu has a lot of great originals. Yeah. And they have a lot of really cool stuff. But if you're into, like, you know, if, say, you don't have a DVR or you don't have something but and you, and you want to keep up to date, they drop new episodes the very next day and it's commercial free and it's great. It and is. that's one of the main reasons I really like them. Uh, Netflix for me is number three, and the only reason that Netflix is still on there at number three is because I'm a huge West Wing fan mm. um, and political fan, and they have a lot of the political shows, you know, Designated Survivor and West Wing and Madam Secretary and stuff. So they still give me my fix on that. There you go. Um, so number three. Uh, and these next two are solely because I'm a huge comic book geek and have been <laughs> all my life. DC Universe, we just talked about it. Same reason. It's number two. Uh, you heard me tell just a minute ago why I love it so much. And then number one, Disney Plus because it has all the fucking Marvel. Exactly. Everything Marvel on there. Spider-Man is amazing friends. All of the awesome Marvel cartoons that I grew up with that are on there and i love them um and of course baby yoda star wars the mandalorian so like all the kind of stuff uh, uh guys if you don't have disney plus what the fuck yeah seriously. get it it's amazing and then if you've seen the mandalorian we got a special guest from the mandalorian coming on the show in a couple weeks. yes emily swallow yeah this is the way this is the this way this is the way and if you're a supernatural fan mm-hmm. yeah you remember god's sister that's her. Oh, yeah, man. she's a badass, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's going to be awesome to talk to. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
definitely, definitely. A transition in the box office recap. Uh, Rise of Skywalker pulled in $35.5 million by no surprise. It's been dominating. But I am surprised that Jumanji 2, um, the, la- uh, the next level, is still at number two. So kudos to them. They're still pulling in a good amount, $26.2 million yeah, last week. That's a that's a huge amount. for yeah. His, yeah. It's been like four weeks, yeah. like a month or some shit. Like, Kevin Hart, man. Yeah, it's all Kevin Hart. Don't fuck this up. Um, number three was Little Women, which is pretty good, I hear. So I'm going to have to go check that one out. Um, isn't that a Jane? I think that's a Jane Austen yeah. book. So, yeah. Um, Number four was Frozen 2 with 11.8 million, and number five was The Grudge with 11.4 million, which I've heard is bad, so I'm not going to go see it. Yep, 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 nope. I'm with you. Yeah, I've asked a few people online, and just, you know, wasn't happening. Um, let's see what new movies are coming out this week. Let me check. Let's I know see. one that I I want to go see tonight. Just Mercy. Yes. Man, yes. It looks so good. <sighs> I, can't, I just I want this to be the one that finally gets Michael B. Jordan the Academy Award. Yeah. Like you know this guy's got top billing, guys. It's Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And and uh um Captain Marvel there. Um, <laughs> Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. And it's Michael B. Jordan, Academy Award winner, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, exactly. Academy Award winner, Brie Larson. It needs to be Academy Award winner, Michael B. Jordan also. Hell yeah. I'm just saying, it looks phenomenal. It looks outstanding. And I think this one, I just, again, shows the power of... And I like to do this just because I don't think enough people do this. Not on podcasts, not on award shows, not on anything. The behind the scenes, the below the line, the the people that put... Sound mixing and sound editing and sound recording, guys, if you've seen the trailer for Just Mercy, mm-hmm. you know how pivotal that is. When you hear that cup clang on the bars and then it dramatically hits on so many like dramatic moments in the trailer it just shows you how powerful sound is to yeah, drive exactly. we just talked about it with joker so i mean i'm excited about this film i'm so excited about this film hell yeah definitely we also got 1917 coming out oscar contender so be sure to go check that one out got like a boss that new um what's her face there uh oh with um tiffany Haddish yeah and uh rose Byrne. The, yeah and then you got underwater and then Movies that came out over the break that we did not discuss. Spies in Disguise, that Will Smith animation movie. I want to see that. Yeah, it looks Tom good. Tom Holland, right? Yeah. And, and Will Smith. I mean, come on. You can't go wrong there. Yeah, seriously. And Reba McIntyre. Right. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> like, okay. That was interesting, man. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but number one, I think it's going to be 1917 with around 35 to $40 million. Number two, I think it's going to be Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker with around 15 to $20 million. Number three, I think it's going to be Jumanji with around, I mean, 10 to 15 million. Number four, I think will be Like a Boss with around 10 to 15 million. And number five, I think will be Little Women with around five to 10 million. You don't think Just Mercy is even going to be in the top five? I don't know if that's a mass audience appeal. I don't, especially oh in the gosh. Bible Belt. Especially in the Bible Belt. Ugh. Especially in the bar. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I, I, I mean, I, I'm just gonna say it. I think it's gonna be in the top five, and I think it could potentially be number one or number two. They're thinking it's only gonna bring in. I, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Michael B is really popular. 
Brie Larson is really popular. I understand it's a controversial topic. It might not play well in the South, but I just haven't fit. Michael B is going to creed that shit. He, he's just going to you know, he's going to bumble it. He's going to beat the odds, man. Sly, oh, help right. him out, bro. Slow help him out. out. Uh, movies you can still go see. Richard Jewell, uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, Frozen 2, Knives Out, Dark Water, Bombshell, uh, Cats, but no one wants to go see no, that. No, no. And like I said, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Go see Richard Jewell. Yeah. Uh, ignore the controversy and just go watch it as a movie. Yeah. Don't it, pretend it's not a real story. Pretend it's not, you know, forget all the shit you heard. Just watch it as a movie. I got to tell you, the guy who's playing Richard himself is phenomenal, bro. Yeah. He just kills it. Kathy Bates is awesome. Just like there's so many good performances I feel like that are being overlooked because of some dumbass controversy. Yeah. So just go see go it. See it. <laughs> oh, man. Now it is time for the IMDb Pro Top Trenders. Oh, man. We love this app. We use it every single day. We use it to fill our industry news for this exact podcast. Yes. And man, especially if you're trying to break into the entertainment industry, you can get connected with the right people. You can check on day-to-day box office numbers. You can see what movies are trending. And that's the exact reason for this segment. The movie that is trending this week is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Now, what is that? I haven't heard of that. No, you haven't. Honestly, my favorite in this trilogy. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think so, too. I know a lot of people would say Force Awakens, but I liked this one, I know. man. People were just hating. I'm not going to lie. Like, they were. They were they just were. a lot of haters out there. Everything's just divided. Um, top TV show, trending TV show, is The Witcher with Henry Cavill. Rock and rolling, man. I love it. I'm telling you, I was predicting this shit before it even came out. I was saying that it's going to be Netflix's Game of Thrones, and so far, I'm right. They, well, they couldn't renewed. have picked a better guy. Yeah. I mean, Henry Cavill. I I loved him as Superman. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were like, oh, not Christopher Reeve. But he was good, goddammit. He's a great actor. I, I'm happy for him. Hell yeah. I'm happy Hell for him. Hell yeah. And I mean, plus it's already renewed for season two. Yep. So, there you go. I know. Uh, top trending star goes to Anaya Charlartra. Um, no idea what she's from. <laughs> Just saying. Do you though? Uh, Is she from um, uh, Uncut Gems? I don't know. Let's let's consult the Bible. See, he did this on purpose because Mm -hmm. it shows you just how handy IMDb Pro is. Yeah, exactly. I want to say she's she's the uh, female lead from Uncut Gems. Yeah, which is super crazy, guys. We also saw that one. Or Knives Out. Let me re- let me re-, re let me take that uncut gems back. It's Knives Out. She's the chick from Knives Out, isn't she? She is the chick from Witcher. Damn, I'm just all up right. And this is why you need IMDb Pro because it will tell you when you're all fucked up. Exactly, exactly. Check it out, man. Check it out because it does not look like her. They do so much crazy uh, makeup with this one. I mean, she really looks like the female version of the Hunchback Notre Dame, and it, she doesn't look oh, wow. as attractive as she is. Like it's wow. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. 
Uh, Billboard chart toppers. Now time for the music side of things. Uh, vinyl album sales. Still Billie Eilish. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? She's That's right. been just rocking and rolling that one, man. It's super crazy. Uh, digital song sales goes to Memories by Maroon 5, which is a super good song. Slower uh, than what they normally put out, but I definitely recommend listening to it. Uh, top streaming song goes to The Box by Roddy Rich, which is a really good song as well. Listen to that album. Um, the Artists of the Week, Billboard Top 200 Albums, and Album Song Sales goes to Jack Boys by Jack Boys. Yes. Yeah, great. I mean, couldn't come up with another name, but I mean, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> it's uh, Travis Scott's group, so congratulations to them. And the Radio Song of the Week and the Hot 100 goes to Post Malone Circles. I'm super, super jealous of this guy because he's younger than me, and uh, he is really successful. So congratulations, but fuck you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sticking with music, they just announced this too. For the Grammys, they're going to do an all-out tribute, all-star salute to Prince. That's cool. Well-deserved, obviously. And, uh, I mean, the names got me excited. Alicia Keys, Beck, the Foo Fighters, and Sheila E. herself. Mm -hmm. You guys remember her, uh, Prince and Sheila E. way back, man. And, and just, I, I wouldn't be surprised we see Beyonce. Yeah, I mean. Dude, that like, one rendition of Purple Rain with her and Prince, just yeah. like, oh my God. It's so, epic. That's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for getting crazy on this 97th episode of Inside the Crazy Amp Farm. Be sure to follow us on social media anywhere you are on social media. We are at Crazy Amp Media on all, are on all platforms. On our personal social media platforms, we are at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right. That's right. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and so many more. We're trying to get on Pandora. Um, just thinking about maybe like a Sirius XM channel, like maybe looking more into that. So we're trying to be everywhere guys you know we're crazy and we want everyone to get a little crazy with us uh be sure to visit our website once again at crazyandmedia.com look or click over to our merchandise page and start shopping for the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear and i mean i wish all the best and a happy 2020 yes. to the one and only oprah, oprah!